So we're in the Ever Wonder Why series. You ever wonder why? Uh, so we're talking about different things, you know, like uh, why didn't God answer my prayer? And so today we're talking about, you ever wonder why, uh, why should I trust God? I mean, I mean, doesn't it, does it ever feel like uh, life is an ongoing battle? Like you just go from one problem to the next, that you get one thing working and something else breaks, something else is happening. We had, uh, <clears throat> and I haven't experienced this very many times last, in, in my life, but uh, yesterday we had a uh, backed up sewer line. That's fun. That's fun. Good times. Good times with a backed up sewer line. Uh, trying to get that to uh, flow. And so, uh, <clears throat> you know, and then you, you, it's just stuff. Uh, you're, you know, you're fighting to pay the bills. I mean, at least gas is coming down a little bit. I mean, you know, it's hard to celebrate gas at $3.50, but it's better than $4.50. So, uh, so, you know, groceries, you know, being <clears throat> so high, everything is high and costs a lot. Uh, Maybe you're fighting an ongoing addiction and the struggle with all those things. Uh, fighting to keep your kids on track. Uh, keep your ki- to do all the kids' stuff. If you've got kids uh, and they're in elementary school and, or middle school, the only reason why we would let children drive, the only, the only reason, because we get so tired of carrying them everywhere else that we're actually willing to take the risk to send them out in a vehicle. Because you think, why would I let this teenager ever drive a vehicle? They haven't made a smart decision yet. <laughs> so, uh, maybe you're fighting to hold your marriage together. Uh, you're fighting to keep sane in a uh, crazy world. You're fighting to do all the stuff that... We want to all the stuff that we want to do. We're trying to. We're fighting to do it well, and you can just get worn down from the fight. It's just fight, fight after day after day. You can get full of doubt. You can get full of discouragement. You can get depressed. Encouraged yet? In Psalm twenty, David, uh, King David, is preparing for a fight. In Psalm twenty, verse seven, he says this: Some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. Some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord of God. I love this verse. It's a great verse because sometimes I'm the sum. I'm, have you ever been the sum? Some trust in horses. Some trust in chariots. See, it's easier to trust in what we can see. It's easier to trust in the tangibles. And a lot of times when we're troubled, when we're going through difficulties because we're, we're, we're struggling because we can't see the answer. Uh, so we're struggling with what we can see, and we're struggling to trust God with what he says. So, if, you know, if you're going into battle, you think, you know, I want to have a war horse. I want to be ready. I'll, you know, give me a Sherman tank or, a, you know, an A-10 or something. Give me something, an attack vehicle. If I'm going to go into battle, it's easier to trust a war horse. It's easier to trust the things that we can see. In our context, it's, uh, you know, most of you don't have a war horse, right? Uh, but it is, it's easier to trust knowledge. 
words, I can figure this out on my own. I mean, most of us consider ourselves, you know, in, in the, you know, we consider ourselves smarter than the average person, although we're all probably average, but we consider ourselves smarter than the average person. Uh, we consider, you know, you think about experience. We, we, we often lean on our experience. Uh, we're, that's, that we've, this, this worked for me before. I did this before. This happened before. We, what, another thing we trust is the money in the bank. You know, if there's, in other words, a lot of times our security comes from, and our lack of security comes from that very thing. So, because it's tangible, it's real, it's something I can put my hands on. We can, we can trust in what we can see. And then, then we have this, this, uh, un, this uh, deception that we have control. And so we like to feel like we're in control. So when we get really troubled when we're in control... And so when we feel like we don't have control, the reality is we never really have control. We just have the illusion of control at times. We're never really in control. We just feel like we are. What encourages me most about this is that, that David uh, doesn't always have faith. In other words, he struggles with his faith. Uh, but he has faith that he overcomes his doubts with. So listen to this. In Psalm 13, this is what he's asking earlier. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart all the day? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? So at one point, David is saying, oh, man. Gosh, I, I'm not sure I can trust God. He's like, where is he? I mean, are you going to show up? Are you going to come through? Is it, is it going to happen? What's going to happen? Then later he says, with all my heart, I'm not going to trust in chariots. I'm going to remember the name of the Lord. So he goes from doubt to faith so why should I trust God? How do I trust God? How do I go from doubt to faith? How do I go from not being sure to being sure? That's what, how David was able to move. How do we do that? We're going to talk about that. Number one, the first thing you do if you want to grow in what you can't see is that you question God. You think, oh, wait a minute. I'm, I'm going to question God? Well, yes, it's okay to question God. See, we just read about David. And David's, is, the Bible tells us David's a man after God's own heart. And David is saying, God, why aren't you, what's happening? What's going on? Why, why aren't you here? Why, why didn't I get an answer? Why aren't you coming through? So it, here's the thing. If David can question it, you can too. Someone said we're closer to God when we're asking questions than when we think we hold all the answers. This is exactly... You remember last week we were talking about the man who had the demon-possessed son, and we used that to talk about prayer and praying before you pray, about how they couldn't cast out the demon, the disciples couldn't, but Jesus did. So this man brings his demon-possessed son uh, to Jesus in Mark chapter 9, and uh, his son was, was, would throw himself into the water to, to try to drown him, throw himself into the fire. This demon had control of him. Mark 9, 21, and he, Jesus, asked his father, how long 
has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. It has often thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Now, do you you see the question in that? (laughs) I mean, you know, your your disciples couldn't do anything. Uh, If you can help us, it'd be great. So, so what do you do? How do you question God? See, if you're wondering, it's okay to ask God why. God, I don't understand this. doesn't mean he's going to give you the answer that you like, but it's okay to ask him. I don't know what to do. Ask God for wisdom. The Bible says when you don't know what to do, ask God for wisdom. If you're hurting, the Bible says cast all your cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for us. See, God would rather you run to him with your questions than run from him with your doubts. Because he, he can handle your questions. He can handle your lack of faith. So first you question. The first thing you do is question. The second thing you do is you pray. In our text, this hurting dad says, he wonders, Jesus, can you do anything? Jesus says... And Jesus said to him, if you can, if you can, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the boy's father cried out and said, now this is his prayer. So he's talking to Jesus. This is his prayer. I do believe. Help my unbelief. He said, I'm struggling. He said, I do believe. I want to believe. I sort of believe. I mostly believe. I kind of believe. But, but I don't know if, I've never seen anything different than this. I don't, I don't know the way out from this. I don't, know, I don't know how to believe my way out of this. I want to trust you, but I'm not sure how. Help me trust you. Help me overcome my unbelief. I, I do believe, I do believe, but I know that in my belief, I know my belief is limited, and I need your help. So, you know... It's amazing to me how often in the Bible God answers really short prayers like this. Just these, these, these heart cry prayers, it's not rehearsed, it's not practiced. It's, it's in the middle of a crisis, in the middle of a, a mess, it's in the middle of a pain where somebody just cries out in anxiety and anguish. And I don't know about you, but I've prayed these kind of prayers a lot like, oh God, help me, I don't know what to do. I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. I don't know how I'm going to walk through this. I don't have the answer for this right now. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what to do. Lord, I do believe you. I do trust you. I have seen you to be so faithful in my life over and over and over again. But right now, I'm really seeing the problem, and the problem seems big. I know it's not bigger than you, but it's bigger than me. And we struggle with that. He says, and so the father just, he just lays it all out. You know, I, he just lays it out. Lord, help, I do believe, help my unbelief. So how does Jesus respond? Well, the, you know, Jesus could have said, well, you know, you should come back to me later when you get th- your theology straight. What do, you, what do you mean, if I can help? Have you not, don't you know about the verses about what the Messiah can do, who the Messiah is? Don't you know your Bible well enough, you know? Or you should be better prepared. You only need to have a mustard seed faith. You just need a little bit of faith. So Jesus acknowledges his question. He heard the dad's prayer. 
And he cast out the demon. He built the boys, built his faith. When Jesus saw that a crowd was rapidly gathering, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to him, You deaf and mute spirit, I command you, come out of him and do not enter him again. So what do you do? When you find it difficult to trust God and you can't see what direction to take, when you face a problem that you don't understand, a lot of times we face problems, we don't understand why it's coming or where it's coming from, you question, God, I don't understand, and he can handle our question. You pray, you lay it out, and then number three, you surrender to God. What does it mean to surrender? Well, when you grow in your faith, one of the areas where we want to grow, we want to grow in our ability to trust God. And we're not really trusting God unless you're trusting God when you don't understand. See, it's one thing to trust everything when everything seems clear and just the way you want it to be. But you're not really trusting until you're trusting God in an area where it doesn't make sense to you in that moment. You can't see the outcome. You can't see the answer. You don't understand why it's happening. You don't like what's happening. So in the midst of that, you trust God. And that's a challenge for us. How do we trust God in the midst of that? One of my favorite verses in the Bible, this is a great verse. I'm sure you've read this verse before. I think we must be having computer problems as well. You're not seeing the Bible verses because we're, we're fighting a computer. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. I like that. The middle part. And do not lean on your own understanding. Don't lean to it. Why? What, what's the problem with your understanding? What's the problem with my understanding? It's limited. I don't know, I don't know anything that's going to happen tomorrow. I don't, I, don't, I don't know the future at all. I mean, I have some, you know, we can have some guesses. We can have some hopes. We can have some dreams about tomorrow, but but we have absolutely no control over tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen. Our understanding of tomorrow is totally limited. Have you ever done something that you were sure was a good idea and it turned out to be a really stupid idea? I mean, you know, you thought, this is, this is exactly what I should do, and you did it. You think, I should have never have done that. That was the dumbest thing I've ever done. We've all done that. And Why? Why would we do that? Because our understanding is limited. Instead, you choose to trust God even though you don't understand the details. You don't understand the outcome. You don't understand the tomorrow of it. You're trusting God. God, I don't like where I am right now, but I'm going to trust you. The Hebrew word for trust is batak. It means to stretch out, to lie face down before God. Batak represents a servant that is waiting for the master's will or command. When you trust, you're surrendering to the will of the master. In Matthew chapter 26, Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be grieved and distressed. 
And he said to them, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, my father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. So Jesus falls on his face before the father in this posture of a servant that is trusting his master. He throws himself on God, and, and he questions. You see, trusting God doesn't mean that you always get what you want. Have you learned that yet? Trusting God doesn't mean that nothing bad ever happens to you. What trusting God means is that no matter what happens, you believe that God loves you and is working all things for your good. You, that you're trusting in his character and his nature and his goodness and his kindness. Romans 8.28 tells us very clearly, we know that God causes all things to work together for good. It doesn't mean God causes all things. I mean, some of the bad things that have happened in your life, you've done. Right? You signed that paper. You made those 72 easy payments. What? You think, what? I mean, you, you made those decisions. He doesn't, not, God doesn't cause it all, but he can use it all. He can cause all things to work together for good. Even bad things, God can cause to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So how do you trust God when you can't see? Well, you question, you pray, and you surrender. David said, where are you, God? He prayed, Lord, <laughs> one thing I would ask that I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Then he surrendered. Said some trust in chariots, some in horses, but I will trust in the name of the Lord my God. What did the dad do? Well, he questioned. Can you do anything? Then he prayed. I believe. Help me overcome my doubts. Then he just surrendered. And God healed his son and built his faith. What did Jesus do? He said, Father, is is it, is it possible? He asked the question. Father, is it possible for this cup of suffering to, to pass from me? Is, is, this, is, is, it, is it possible that there's another way? Is there a different way than me dying? Is there a different way than me carrying all this sin? Is there a different way than me being forsaken on the cross? Is there a different way than this death? Is there a different way? And then... Then his prayer is, Lord, nevertheless, my will, but your will be done. And there he surrendered. And when he surrendered, he died. But that wasn't the end. Because the stone was rolled away and he was resurrected and he overcame death, hell, and the grave. 
So you may be there. You may be where we're talking about. You're hurting, you're struggling, you're questioning God. Right now, maybe you're wondering, how do I trust God when life's not working the way I thought it should work? Maybe you're young and you want to get married, or maybe you're older than you wanted to be and you're not married yet, and you think, There's, man, nothing but turkeys out here. There's no good choices. And you think, well, the clock's ticking. Am I ever going to get married? Am I going to be able to have children? You worry about that. You're trying to work it out. You're tempted to try to, you know, push the timeline. Maybe you're just fighting for your marriage. I don't, I don't know about you, but marriage can sometimes be very difficult. You know, I, I've done a lot of marriage counseling. And one of the things that the, we're drawn to somebody because of very, a lot of times because they're different than us. So we're drawn in marriage to someone that's a little different. So maybe, like, I'm, I didn't know I wasn't organized. <laughs> Until I had somebody that started organizing every minute of my life. See, I was drawn to that, but now it drives me crazy. Not all the time. Not all the time. I appreciate it. And she's made me more organized. She's, she's, she hadn't tried, well, that's a lie. I started to say she hadn't tried to change me. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, she's, you know, she hadn't been very successful, but she's tried. Uh, uh, I should have changed. I should have been, I should have just let her change me. Uh, but you know, uh, I don't, what was I talking about? Uh, sometimes marriage is difficult and the things that that attracted you to the person can sometimes then eventually drive you crazy about the person. I mean, it does, sometimes it doesn't take a lot when you're with somebody all the time. And so you're, you're fighting for your marriage. You're going to have to fight for your marriage. You have to fight for your family. Some of you have bills that, you know, my goodness, with the cost of gas and groceries and everything right now, you've got bills you can't pay. You wonder how you're going to pay it. There's not enough income for the outgo. Too much going out, not enough coming in. And you've prayed and you've prayed and there's nothing different. So what do you do? How do you handle it? You question God. It's okay to question God. God, I don't like this. I don't understand it. He's not going to strike you dead. You're not going to get a lightning bolt come out of heaven. Don't ask questions. He's not, it's okay. God, I don't understand this. I don't like it. You can question. You can pray. Lord, help me understand what's going on. And just, sometimes we just say, Lord, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever understand this. I don't know if I'll ever like this. But can you help me make it through this? You see, sometimes it's just a strength through. It's an enablement through the problem. It's not deliverance from the problem. It's through the problem. We pray and pray. And then you just surrender. Say, Lord, I trust you. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to trust you. Okay, I'm not trusting you perfectly, but I'm learning to trust you. And I want to I move from, from, Lord, are you going to show up to some trust in horses and some trust in chariots? But I'm going to trust in the name of the Lord my God. 
So Lord, help me move from where I am to where I need to be. Trust in the Lord your God with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will make your path straight. He'll help you. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together and pray. Go to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Some of us are are there. We're in the middle of that place. We're in the middle of the struggle. We're in the middle of the difficulty and we don't know what to do. The problem's bigger than us. We're like David. We're like, Lord, are you ever going to show up? Are you ever going to come through with this? Is this going to ever get better? And we need to move to some trust in chariots and some trust in horses but I'm going to remember the name of the Lord my God and we're, we're in that process Lord help us as we question help us as we pray Lord help us today to surrender not my will but yours be done Lord just as Jesus surrendered not my will Lord but yours be done in Jesus name